God willing and the Cardinal not objecting, I am two years away from retiring. Now, why do I say that? I'm looking forward to it, trust me. And please understand, I love being at St. Cyril's. I really do. It's just that, boy, managing a parish is not for the faint of heart. But uh, I'm looking forward to retiring, mainly so that I can continue uh, doing what I love about being a priest, and that is teaching and preaching and celebrating Mass and not have to worry about paying the DSF and, and uh, the bills and all that stuff. Anyway, now why, you might ask, why, why is he starting this way? Well, you know, for, for, I'm, I'm a, I, I am a diocesan priest. And as a diocesan priest, that means that I am not a religious order priest. See, there's, there's two broad, broad, there's a one broad division when it comes to priests. And that is, some priests belong to religious orders. So, for example, you can have a priest who's a Franciscan, or a Jesuit, or he is a Holy Cross father, or he is a Bazillion father, like they, they have the University of St. Thomas. Um, they have the Paulist fathers. All kinds of different hundreds of religious orders that you can belong to. And when you belong to a religious order, you basically are joining a group, and that group has a superior, and you're joining that group for life. And the superior can assign you anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, actually, where they really need you. And um, so some religious order priests are assigned to Houston with the permission of the cardinal, the archbishop. And so, for example, you can go to, for example, downtown at St. Anne's, and St. Anne's has what's called the Basilian priests. And they are the ones who run the University of St. Thomas and St. Thomas High School. Or you can go to Strake Jesuit, and Strake is Jesuit uh, priests. So why do, why do I say that? I'm not a religious order priest. Well, religious order priests, when they get old, they go, they are called home by their religious orders. They take a vow of poverty, and, um, and then they are basically provided for when they get old, and they live in the old priest residence. Um, I'm not a religious order priest. I'm a diocesan priest. That means that I do not belong to a group. I belong to this diocese, but I'm called a secular priest or a diocesan priest. Basically what that means is that when we get old, um, the diocese does have a retirement home for old priests, old decomposing priests. Um, but um, if you want to live anywhere else, you better save your own money. You better, because um, they, when, when I retire, um, I've got a, I can live at a parish if I want to do some work there, but if I want to live on my own and do what I want, I have to pay my own way. And so for several years, I had been really looking at retiring and what am I going to do 
uh, with, you know, how much money is it going to cost me and, you know, getting prepared for retirement. Now, why do I say that? Because of the gospel today. Because the gospel today really challenges me, and I think it's going to challenge all of us. I bet you, because I, when I look around at this crowd, there's a lot of us who are a little bit closer to senior citizens than most, than most masses. And I bet that you have spent time planning for your retirement and taking it seriously and doing research and saving and making sure that everything is ready. And that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. But the gospel today uses that um, prudent activity to criticize us. Jesus uses that to criticize us, religious people. Okay? Notice what, you know, well, the, you got the, the gist of the gospel. The gist of the gospel is this, this guy who's a, he's the financial manager for another person, okay? This is a steward, he calls. He's dealing with, he manages property. And he's a lousy steward, he's been stealing. And he's dishonest. And before he's coming in for a review, you know, and his boss really did something in this parable. I'm not calling Jesus stupid, but the boss here did something stupid. You know, the moment that they, that you know you're going to be fired, they take all your, if you're in an office, they take all your stuff and they walk you out with your little box and the security lick takes you out. Why? Because the moment that you get, you know you're going to get fired, you can do what this dude did. He, he, he walked around and he was in charge. And evidently there was maybe a week or two before he got fired or a day or two. And what did he do? He went around forgiving people debts while he still had the authority. And he was doing so because, you know, because he was thinking, what am I going to do when I get fired? What am I going to do? And he says, I, I'm too, I, I'm, I can't dig ditches. I'm too old to dig ditches. And uh, I don't want to beg. And so he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. And uh, he comes up with a plan. It's a pretty interesting plan because we only are given a little bit of it here. But he goes to all these people and he, he reduces their debts. Of course, they're going to be grateful to him. But he still has the authority. It's, he's being dishonest. But man, is he being shrewd. He's being shrewd. Because he knows that his income is going to be really limited. Really limited. Now, Jesus uses the shrewdness to compliment this guy and to criticize us. Listen to this. He says, the master commended the dishonest steward for acting prudently. Now, other, other translations, in fact, the majority of translations 
use the word for acting shrewdly. Okay, so I don't know there's a, too much of a distinction, or I guess there, there's quite a distinction between shrewd and prudent, but both words are used. For the children, listen to this, this is a criticism to us. For the children of this world, meaning people who really don't care, secular people who don't really care about the next life, they're just living for this life, okay? The children of this world are more prudent or shrewd in dealing with their own kind than the children of the light. Now, I don't know about you, but I am wanting to be a child of the light. That means a baptized person who is looking forward to, to going into God's kingdom. And what Jesus is saying is that people who just are in the business world, and not only people who are totally in the business world, us, when we're dealing with business, we are a lot more shrewd and a lot more prudent than when we're dealing with eternal life. We, I, 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 if you're saving for your retirement or you save for your retirement, you just don't say, oh, whatever, I'll just put it in the bank or whatever. Most of us at least have a financial manager or somebody who knows how to do investments and you check your investments. Boy, the last few weeks, my stomach's been dealing up calisthenics. But anyway, um, the stock market, like that. But it's, it's interesting, even that, I, found, I find interesting, even that, that my stomach is very attuned to the stock market. Okay? It goes up and down. And I see my retirement fund going up and down and up and down. And the question that Jesus says is, so, you really are concerned about your retirement, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. Well, what about your ultimate retirement? Are you planning? Are you just, you're going to spend an eternity in your ultimate retirement. Do you give it a thought? Or do you just kind of, do you just kind of, just kind of let it be, you know? Well, whatever. Well, whatever. Do you say that with your investments? Whatever. I don't think so. I don't think so. And so what Jesus is saying is, why is it, I mean, it really does not make sense. Why is it that you put so much energy into something that is going to provide a retirement for you when you're, for maybe what, anywhere from 20 years, 10, 15, 20 years, maybe even 30? But you put no thought or no effort into an eternal retirement. Or is it that you don't think that anything you do in this world affects your eternal retirement. See, I was thinking about this today. I was walking my dogs. I have two little dogs. I was walking my two little dogs. And I was thinking, why is it that we don't pay attention? Why is it that we don't pay attention to our eternal retirement 
But we pay so much attention to our money that is only for a while. And it struck me that you know that if you don't pay attention to your money, you may not have enough. And you may end up in your retirement at 80 years old or something like that working at Kroger, you know, or doing something to make ends meet. <clears throat> and so you know that the effort that you put into planning is directly tied to the way it's going to pay off in your earthly retirement. But then I thought, do we really think about the same thing when it comes to going to heaven? And my answer is, I bet not. I really bet, I shouldn't be betting, but I bet that most of us just think about, well, we're all going to be in heaven. That means everybody's the same. Where'd you get that? Where, where did you get the idea that everybody's heaven is going to be equal? I, you know, I'm not saying, I don't, I've never been to heaven, but I've been to Oklahoma. But I've, that's a song. I'm, I've never been in heaven, so I don't know. But Jesus talks a lot about saving your wealth for building up your eternal kingdom, the, where you're building up. He says, you will have treasure in heaven. Notice, <clears throat> he, he is saying, Give away what you have or, you know, use it correctly and you will have treasure in heaven. Now, what does that imply? That if you don't do it correctly, you might go to heaven, but you're going to not have too much stuff there. Your savings account in heaven will not match the savings account here. But then, do we really believe that different people will have different savings accounts in heaven? Now, I don't know. But it strikes me that if Jesus saying, store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth, thieves do not break in and moth does not eat it. In other words, he's telling you to put away stuff for eternal retirement. Now, why would he tell us that if it doesn't make any difference? I, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm just telling you that it seems to me that in some way or another, there's different kinds of heaven. And... I think some have some in heaven are a little better off than others. There's tons of tons of jokes about that. Um, you know that there's a two. I heard one good one. The 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 preacher that goes up to heaven and he finds himself next to a lawyer at judgment, 
And uh, the St. Peter says to the preacher, ah, here is your house. You've been led into heaven. It's a nice little house, you know, not, nothing great. And the lawyer is thinking, oh, my God, if this is all the preacher is getting, um, I, I am, what am I going to get? I'm a lawyer. And St. Peter takes him to this humongous mansion. And he gives him the, man, gives him the, the keys to the mansion. And the lawyer says, uh, uh, why are you giving me this mansion when this poor preacher got only a little house? And St. Peter says, oh, sir, we get hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of preachers, but you're the first lawyer we've ever gotten in here. <laughs> I thought that was cool. But anyway, it just it's interesting because I really, the implication is that Jesus is telling us that there are different kinds of heaven. And I don't, you know, the presumption that just because we're all going to go to heaven, everybody's going to be like, you know, divine equity. You know, we're all going to make the same amount or stuff like that. I, I, that's, we don't know that. And the commentaries of Jesus do not suggest that. So, what does he encourage you to do? He is telling us to use, he's pointing to the guy who's shrewd, and he is saying, why don't you Christians, or you spiritual people, why don't you use the same shrewdness or prudence in making sure that you build up treasure in heaven instead of taking all your initiative and pouring it into the few years that you're going to have as a retirement on this earth. And I think, you know, that's not only, that's not only a possibility, that's 100% sure. Because that's what Jesus, Jesus said, give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. There's no question that there seems to be some kind of differentiation in heaven. What it is, I don't know. But there seems to be. And it's related to how much you did, how much attention, how much, how much did you pay attention? How much shrewdness, how much prudence did you show in building up heavenly treasure? Now, people have asked me, um, people have asked me, well, well, how do you do that? Well, the very first thing I, 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 I said to a friend of mine, the very first thing is, you gotta, do you, you pay attention to your retirement money here. Do you pay the same attention or do you give intensity of thought to what your heaven may look like? to what your out-of-this-world retirement account looks like? Do, do you give it attention? Do you give it shrewd planning? Do you care? Or are you just thinking, ah, everybody's going to heaven? And I think that's the very first thing. And so once you start paying attention you pay attention to what you do with what God has entrusted to you. It, didn't, it doesn't mean you have to do anything extraordinary. But 
for example, you live a life, if you're going to be shrewd about the wealth of heaven, that means you live a life not just being attentive to the markets here, but to being attentive to when you can use whatever you have, your time, your talent, your, your money, to be able to help others in love. Because that's how you build up treasure in heaven. You live concerned, lovingly concerned, for others and for the way that you can help people with what you've got. So you, you do that on a regular basis, just in the same way you may check your stocks and you may check your savings account, you also do an examination of conscience. How am I dealing with? Remember, folks, this is, this is where I, I, I think we get, we, we kind of get into the mythological understanding of the Catholic faith. You know, that you're going to go to heaven if you don't do anything bad. Not necessarily. Remember the parable? The parable of, of the man who gives the three different sums to, the, to his stewards. And when the, the guy comes back, the first one says, here it is, sir, what you gave me, and I made extra. This is what I did, investing. And the second guy goes, hey, sir, sir, here it is again, what you gave me, and I made X amount extra for you. And then this poor little guy who got the least amount, and it's almost like you're supposed to feel sorry for him. He come, comes up to the master, he says, oh, master, 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 you gave me this little amount, but I was so afraid of you that I hid it, and I buried it, and now here it is. I did not lose a penny. I did not do anything wrong. Now, what does the master do? Does he look around and go, oh, you poor little thing. You shouldn't have felt scared. You shouldn't be scared. Well, at least you didn't do anything wrong. Is that how he gets? Do you remember the gospel? The gospel says, take whatever he has take it away from him. Because if he has nothing, he's going to end up with nothing. And give it to the man who had the most. And throw him out. Throw him out. Because he was lazy. Because he, had, he gave no attention. He gave no, he gave no importance to doing something right. Folks, being a Christian is not about not doing stuff wrong. It's about how are you using your talents, your, your money, your, your time, whatever, to doing stuff that is right. How, will this world be a better place when you die? Will this world be a better place because you took up space in it? I, 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 I'm not telling you to be self-satisfied because God only knows, you know, I, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping I'm, I'm doing something and I'm hoping God's mercy, but there is what's called the sin of presumption. The sin that I don't have to do anything, here it is, here it is. I didn't do anything wrong, Lord, here it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that if I were you. And so I think it's important that this, this 
this criticism that the children of this world pay attention to the money of this world, then we pay for what we should be paying attention to. You know, the, 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 the treasure that we have in heaven. And I think it's because we're sort of, we're sort of sleepy. You know, I'm a Catholic. I do my Catholic thing. I go to mass. I don't do nothing wrong. I don't got no mortal sins. Well, whoop-de-doo, you don't have any mortal sins. What do you, do you have any, any attempt to do virtue? Do you have any attempt to make, to help somebody else? Where's your treasure? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So take this criticism. I think it's meant for us. This one's meant for us religious people, you know. Sometimes I'm accused, you know, all, all of us priests get accused of preaching to the congregation. Well, that's who's here. I'm I gonna, I can't, can't preach to anybody else. But this one, I think it's meant for us. So, uh, how much, how how shrewd are you about your spiritual life? How much are you paying attention to the way that you use what God has given you? And where are you building up treasure? For the retirement here? Or are you paying attention to the treasure that's hold, held for you in the place we call heaven? Remember, not necessary. I don't think everybody's heaven is going to be equal. Make sure you make an effort. <laughs>